Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And I'm Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Kanan with Geek Vibes Nation. You can find us located on Twitter at Geek Vibes Nation and also on YouTube at Geek Vibes Nation. And today we're talking about minute number 147 of Dawn of Justice. And the minute's going to start out with uh, some military personnel, um, you know, running out of the engine room in the Titanic. And <laughs> the minute's going to end with uh, Batman doing a, a, a flyover, I guess, of uh, some, some bridge in Gotham City. Mm-hmm. Fly under. Maybe. Yeah, this uh this minute that happens today is uh is a good old uh it's a good old nuclear minute we got here. Nuclear minute. Nuclear, right? That's how you pronounce it. Nuclear. What is the wrong way people pronounce it? Nuclear. Nuclear. Nu- <laughs> nuclear. Yeah. Nuclear. Um this uh so after they approve of the uh the nuclear uh deterrent or weapon that they're going to be using um we see the two one two three wait there's three okay we got to talk about this um so there's a we get to see the actual room where those nuclear weapons are fired from and uh upon entering the room we get some very uh, chilling some chilling writing on the walls here um there's a mural painted on the actual door that these men are going to be sealed in and on that door are uh, three nuclear warhead missiles, um, each that say reincarnation written on them. So it says reincarnation, reincarnation, reincarnation. And then in big text on the door, it says, welcome to the next life. Um, and that's awful. That's awful, right? I couldn't think of any other way to say it. That's supposed to mean like only those people that are in that room are like the only survivors. Like that's what I'm that's the feel that I'm getting for it like those are the only people that actually survived you know a nuclear blast because they're in apparently the safe room that launches other nuclear missiles yeah nuclear I mean it's possible but it's like also like just the fact that you're living in a world like post nuclear attack doesn't matter if there's other people still on the planet like once you step so that those doors lock you in and once they unlock and let you back out like you are definitely stepping into a new world of sorts because like you're entering a world that's like post nuclear attack like again like and that's just like it's so it's so chilling like it it's like this propaganda is not yeah pleasant it's not there's nothing to smile about it's just terrifying Mm mm-hmm yeah that's uh that's quite scary to know that they actually have that written on there to kind of remind them that Hey, this is it. I mean, but, you know, because, I mean, if something were to happen catastrophic and wipe out the, you know, the entire U.S. or portion of the Northeast and Southeast, I mean, you're going to walk out of there knowing that you had a hand in it. So, I mean, it's kind of a reminder that, hey, this world is is there because of your doing so. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's 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 what's so incredible is like you are literally literally turning the key on this thing. Like that's your job. Like you're stepping in here to do that. And uh they even it's even such a uh such a uh, heavy thing to do that they have this sign 
as they enter as well into that room where it says, a no loan zone, two-man concept mandatory, meaning you are not allowed to be in here by yourself. You can't do this by yourself. There needs to be two people, a sort of a marriage between two people where they like have to come to an agreement that they're going to turn both their keys at the same time. Yeah. An agreement that they're going to launch a nuclear weapon. Yeah. Like that is such a insane concept to think about, like that you have to look at that other person and be like, we're okay to do this. Right. I know they, they also do it in, um, 2014's Gareth Edwards Godzilla film where they have to activate a nuclear weapon manually. Like they can't do it digitally. They can't, they have to like, because like, the monster that they're fighting has like an EMP attack that disables anything digital. So they have to arm it manually. They actually have to touch the nuclear weapon and they both have to look at each other and like agree that they're about to turn their keys at the same time. Like it's such an insane concept that I don't know if I could do it. (laughs) I don't know if I could turn the key on something like that. It's really selfish thing to do to not turn it. No, to be the person to turn it oh to be the person <laughs> i mean to turn like it. those what's going into your mind like when you're about to turn that like i mean do you think about everybody else do you think about the repercussions i mean somewhere yeah but like the fact that you just actually go okay i guess <laughs> we're turning this key yeah, now like that's that's uh that's pretty powerful they got nice chairs in this room that's for sure it was like a car seat or something it's like an air like an like airplane airplane chair. they got armrests they have uh nice tvs Dual screens. <laughs> These guys are set up. Yeah, so, I, mean, yeah. I guess you gotta. Have, I guess you gotta have something to make you feel good about your decision. Yeah, that's and, just and seat yeah. comfort is top of the list. But you know, these people—they're like, uh, they're probably just um, they're trained every day to do it. Probably somewhere mentally, so when the day comes, it's like they don't hesitate like I would. Like they. Or like, yeah, I've been trained my whole life to turn this key and like do it for my country and all that. And it's like, there's so many things that these men have to go through to even be considered the ones that that turn the key of sorts. And like, that is something that you have to be prepared to do. That is such an insane thing. It's like, there's even like labels on the actual console for them to like, keep in mind as they do this and like that to me is the most insane thing of all time they look at each other too and like one of them like gives a nod Mm -hmm. like that's what i'm saying they're like like counting in their head like one two three yeah and like you have to be that in sync like like neural handshake vibe almost where it's like you have to like again like in that godzilla movie like they had to look each other in the eyes and like we are turning the key in three two one and you do so and it's like you just armed a nuclear weapon. Like, yeah. that's insane. That does way more than just a, a bomb. That, like, you know what you were talking about yesterday, Kane? Like, it, it's not only bombing a place. You're, you're creating, you're interrupting, like, the whole ecosystem with this fallout. Like, that's just insane. Um, and one of the things I love most about this is once they fire this nuclear uh, missile, and it leaves uh, its cavity. It like we get this amazing shot that I feel like is done on purpose um, between Larry Fong and Zack Snyder. It's like there's there's this big wide establishing shot of the nuclear weapon 
heading out into space and it's almost censored by this tree Mm -hmm. and its branches and it's something of nature that's censoring something so monstrous worse than than doomsday because this is something that we have in real life and it's like i love that it's like this nuclear weapon is such an like absurdity an abomination that we can't allow ourselves to see it we have to censor it um not because they have to by studios but because they chose to censor it because no one should ever have to look at something like that yeah and so i there's something about it that i love so much being censored yeah i think if you were to ask Zack snyder why the tree placement was there i think he would i think he would uh say similar to what you're saying that it's there for a reason to kind of to kind of block that uh, and not only that but to show life uh that could soon like when that if that were to go off and come down i mean that tree could be gone everything so it's it's almost like here's life and this is the destruction of life that's coming up right behind it so yeah it's just i i love that they censored that thing i think it it, it needed to be like that like i agree with such a shot like that because no one needs to see that um and I love that it, it almost makes a statement like this is a terrible thing that is out there right now. Um, not just Doomsday, not just Superman, not just super villains like nuclear weapons. It's something that we have in our real life and uh, it's a very bad thing to have. Um, what was the third Terminator movie where they launched all those nukes and you saw all of them and it was like on the skyline right before they went into like the bunker? Rise of the Machines? Yeah, Rise of the Machines. Yeah. yeah, that was a part of the movie I really liked. And I really you take the last, <laughs> you take the last what, fifteen minutes of Terminator Three, and then the first fifteen minutes of Terminator Salvation. In my opinion, that's the best part of that entire franchise. Just, just that thirty minutes right there. Yeah. Yeah, and in a way, Terminator Three's uh, nuclear um, demonstration was uh, censored because you saw the from space shot of all the nukes and then what happened whereas terminator 2 you got like you got like evaporation yeah you got the actual like the the full force of what it would be like if you were on the ground with it so they even censored it in terminator 3 uh if they had shown that plus everybody getting melted i mean just obliterated on the the planet that would have been you know pretty bad pretty heavy it is yeah it's no thanks (laughs) No thanks at all. Um, let's talk about something cool then. Uh, I really enjoy seeing uh, Superman fight things in space. I wish we get more of that in uh, live action. Um, I've always wanted a, a Superman kind of not on Earth. Like if he just left and like helped Green Lanterns or something uh, or fought Lobo on some other planet. But I feel like what we need to do now with Superman films is... Um, I'm not so much a fan of American Boy Scout Superman, but I do like the idea of Kryptonian Superman, like going out there and, and flying among space and, and like having kind of like Thor type storylines and, and lantern esque storylines. And uh, I'm a huge fan of, of this as quick as it is. I love this little fight between Superman and, and Doomsday in space. There's some, there's something that, uh, yeah, I guess it might be CGI, but I still enjoy it a lot. <laughs> likewise, likewise. Um, so we get the, the nuclear warhead. It shoots out. 
Um, it leaves the booster that it's strapped to, and we get more of those infamous uh, hummingbird fight type uh, Superman punches that we saw in Man of Steel, mm-hmm. um, just like he was doing to General Zod, although it still is General Zod. Um, yeah. Does it, it seem familiar, boyo? Yeah, right? <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, he sees the nuclear weapon. Um, I guess he immediately knows what he has to do and not surprised that America shot a nuclear weapon out into space. Um, and so he agrees to, like, go out. He grabs Doomsday and... Uh, Gotta hold him in place, man, for contact. Holds him in place. Does the old uh, Dragon Ball Z move. Where he, you know, oh my gosh, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, though, what is it, Raditz and uh, yeah, special beam cannon or whatever. Uh huh. Yeah, you know your Dragon Ball Z. If you don't, I don't blame you. But but do we think that Superman the entire time as he sees the nuke coming, he's probably just thinking to himself, "Wow, really, guys, really? I mean, y'all y'all went here. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, he has to. I mean, he even has that look." On his face as it's coming up, he looks back and he kind of has that, you know, that look in his eyes like, I cannot believe they really shot this. Like, they don't care who they take out. But he still, you know, I know he pushes Doomsday in front as a, uh, um, you know, in front of him, you know, to take the the uh, full force of the blast. But at the same time, like, he has to be thinking to himself, you know, this could be it. I could be dead as well. Yeah. yeah. I think he knew that when... um. Oh, well, I don't know if he knew that, but after, like, the whole exchange between him and Lois, um, I know they have, like, another one, but it seemed like he kind of accepted that he was already, like, this might be one of his last nights kind of thing mm-hmm. um, after Batman picked him back up or all that stuff. But I know we get it more uh, later on in the weeks where he actually, you know, does accept death. Um, but, yeah, he's definitely, you know... I think just that. Like, really, guys, you did this? All right, I guess I got to roll with your plan. And definitely not surprised. Like, he is not. Because he's... No. Even at the end of Man of Steel, like, he's always kind of like... He's not been America's superhero. He never... Like, this this Superman that we have in this storyline, he never really was. Um, He he does kind of push back against America and some of the decisions that they make. Um, And so this is definitely one of those things where, like... Superman, like, Superman would never approve of a nuclear weapon attack. Uh, not this Superman, nor should any Superman. Like, he he goes out there and he fights danger because he doesn't want you to have to resort to such a thing. Atomic Skull doesn't die for a reason. If you kill Atomic Skull, he explodes, dude. Like, he, that is, he's like a negaton bomb or some bullcrap or whatever. Yeah, I know, like, Superman 4 gets, you know, hammered because, you know, people are like, oh, it's the worst one ever. But, I mean, that whole movie was really Christopher Christopher Reeves' um, stance on, you know, using nuclear weapons. I mean, that whole movie was kind of like his uh, propaganda to say we shouldn't use these. Superman's against this. I'm against this. The world is against this. Uh, so you're right. I mean, Superman definitely would not have approved. He would have told them, you know, if you do go this route, this needs to be the absolute last resort. Like, I need to be dead before you even think about doing this. And he wasn't dead. So, I mean, that's why you get that look on his face, 
you know, just like, wow, I can't believe they, you know, they're actually doing this. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, w- you know, with that being that he's, he notices that, you know, they have fired this nuclear weapon. There's nothing he can really do about it at this point, except use it to kill this creature. Um, use it, you know, they fired it. This might be the only chance that he has, and he knows that he can help get rid of this thing if he if he just kind of uses it against it. So we get this amazing shot. It, it, like it really shows the scale of this creature when you get this shot of Superman, and as it zooms out a bit or like it pans out, he's just grabbing, the, you know, Doomsday's head, but like barely. And it just keeps growing and growing. And, like, it's this massive Hulk creature, which obviously Doomsday was created to, like, because they couldn't get Superman to fight the Hulk because of, you know, the two comic book industries. But that's kind of who Doomsday um, reflects. And and he and it is. It is this giant Hulk creature. And uh, I, it's one of the reasons why I love this act so much is because I love superheroes fighting like these big giant behemoth like creatures i think it's just something really cool about it yeah and this doomsday is uh is probably twice the size of the doomsday from the yeah. comics in the comics he was he was toe to toe the same height as superman uh, this yeah. doomsday is oh man he's he's probably three times as tall as superman i'm yeah, trying to like think about yeah, I'm trying to think about when he when they stood up next to each other in the uh uh at the statue before, you know, when he's looking down at him. And then even when he catches his fist, I mean, mm-hmm. he uses both hands, but he I mean his fist is still his fist is probably as his biggest Superman. So yeah, Doomsday is just enormous. He's a giant creature. He's probably bigger than he's probably bigger than Hulk in the yeah. uh, in the movies. Yeah, he might. Yeah, he definitely is. Bigger yeah, he than Hulk. actually. Yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah, he definitely is bigger. At least he, even if he started out the same size, he's by the end of the film, he's an enormous, huge monster. Like, like, is Doomsday to this day kind of big in comic books? More recently, what was that in Superman Doomed, which was. Or like in New Fifty Two, was it Wonder he, Woman, Superman that that tie? Yeah, they had like the Doomsday virus that happened, and um, there was Doomsday that came back. He was still, he was big, but then Superman like got affected by the Doomsday virus, and he became like beefo, bulko, bone man. Like that was it was weird. But I don't even know if he was. I don't remember if they put a scale to him. That like Doomsday virus infected Superman was probably as big as Hulk. Yeah, I want to say there was a comic cover um, with the New 52 Superman where Doomsday's behind him and he's, uh, yeah, he's got Superman in front. It's kind of like scaled to where it looks like Doomsday's a lot bigger. But I, I think he was slightly bigger than him in in the New 52. They they completely changed Doomsday. I really don't like the New 52 Doomsday at all. Um, they actually made him a little bit weaker. I mean, it was cool to see Superman in the comics like actually rip him apart. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, see how strong Superman was, but I mean, the definitive Doomsday uh, from top to bottom is the Doomsday from the original Death of Superman storyline, and he was, you know, he was always the same height. But yeah, yeah. I think they did try to hulk him up, make him a lot bigger um, in the New Fifty Two, gave him those horns that came out, that yeah, you know, and stuff like that. So 
even think about his size and injustice i mean like it's still he's still big but he's he wasn't that big yeah yeah he was just like big enough for to be in a fighting game like they're as, as big as they could go with him yeah so and i like that um but i definitely like as far as like making him a giant monster i feel like i like this one the most just because he's so big yeah and uh i wish they would release an action figure you know they don't have one of him and uh like one of those mafex they don't have it yeah they're actually like there really isn't uh there's not even an official one i don't think there's not even an official any sort of doomsday action figure and um not even an icons figure either no, no. not really and like i think that'd be thing. really cool to have because if like you have superman batman wonder woman action figures like it'd be cool to have the doomsday one and it'd just be like this massive deluxe one they used to do that with um the the arkham games like they mm-hmm. would release like these big deluxe versions of some of the big bads that were in that video game franchise and so you would have like bane and like the virus joker and, and stuff like that and they would be like these massive versions but they would be on scale with like the regular action figure line because they were so massive and yeah it's a shame we don't have a, a doomsday action figure um but um You'd have to have the bones on him. I don't like this, like, lizard, no bones, doomsday. At the end of the movie, I, I'm yeah, okay with that. that one. Yeah. Missing arm. The more I, the more I look at doomsday, um, like, in reference images, like, whether he's in comics or in video games, the more I stare at him, the more I realize that he doesn't have a lot of bones either. And so, like, when we get towards the end of the film, like, we see him with some bones and stuff, like, in some, like protruding out of like his arms and like his shoulders and stuff but it isn't really any less than if you look and actually look at some comic book versions of him like it really needs to be like the elbows uh i think it's a face yeah like if he doesn't have it in the face then people start to question it's the eyes at the most point like the ones coming off like the top and his like eyebrows or whatever yeah that's what i think is like uh more reminiscent of doomsday Mm mm-hmm yeah it's the shoulders I mean, they they do get uh, close to that look, and there's uh, in in a little bit further shot. You know, you when he kind of sizes himself up with Wonder Woman, you see that a little bit. But I, I do wish that we had gotten uh, you know a little bit more of that. The uh, or even you know even the the hair. You know, he had the the little bit yeah. of hair that came out. But I mean, it would have just been cool if they would have. It would have been some experiment that Lex had used, and we see him first evolve, like in the green suit. You know, he had the uh, the protective, you know, straps and the the uh, mm-hmm. the, the suit and the goggles. Yeah, that he that he had on. That would have been uh, pretty cool. I mean, they got pretty close. I, I I definitely warmed up to the the way Doomsday looked towards towards the end uh, than the first part. But uh, yeah, I mean. The design was good, but we also have to remember that this is not the Doomsday. This is General Zod Doomsday. The real Doomsday is still out there. Yeah, or this one could somehow come back to life if you know Superman could, then this one could too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, so really, just how this minute ends is uh, Superman wrestles Doomsday in front of this nuclear weapon, and in a bright flash of light, it hits both of them and bleeds into a new shot, which I love that transition effect that they did in this film. Um, and it is the Batwing hovering over like this calm, quiet city. 
and like in this harbor is 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 quiet and it's like it's almost like daylight again because of how bright this nuclear weapon was like it almost like makes it like daylight it's yeah that's like it's such a terrifying thing to see yeah man awful um say more batman moments for tomorrow yeah definitely got some more batman moments for tomorrow do you guys have anything else for this one no sir Cool. Alrighty, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. If you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minutes. And uh, go ahead and find us on iTunes. Uh, if you leave us a five-star review, we love reading those out over the air. And it really helps us get heard from other listeners out there. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.